Happy holidays and welcome to Hit That Line. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, it's been over a month, but we're back here in studio. Austin Gray and Ben Woodhouse, Nicholas Carr, not here. He is probably, if I had to guess, he's probably trying to avoid losing any games to lose leverage in our rankings. Um, we will get to that here shortly, but gentlemen, good evening. Welcome in as we are recording this Wednesday evening ahead of Saturday's Peach Bowl matchup between number 11 Ole Miss and number 10 Penn State. How are we doing? Doing really good. Really good. I'm excited about the game. I always feel like we play the Big 12 or occasional ACC team in bowl games. Playing the Big 10 is awesome. Like, I, I'm a big fan of that. Now that we're getting Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC, I mean, I, I don't have a school in the Big 12 I'd prefer to play. But getting a Big 10 opponent like Penn State, it, feel, it feels big when you play them. And uh, I'm not saying that Ole Miss isn't deserving, too. It's just exciting. I completely agree, man. And I think this game could be huge for both teams as a springboard heading into the next season, expanded playoff era. We're killing the portal right now. We're killing the NIL game. Penn State, I'm sure, wants to be ranked in the top 10 going into next season as well. So outside of the actual playoffs, the actual playoff games, is this the biggest bowl? Yeah, for sure. Meeting yeah. for both teams going forward? And and notoriety, frankly. I mean, I, well, I guess you could say Mizzou, Ohio State, but – yeah, Georgia, Florida State don't care about their game, so I, no, I would exactly. think that this is the biggest one. Yeah, and we 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 joked about it last month, and the build up to to Saturday about this is kind of the Spider Man meme game, where you've got two teams that are kind of cemented themselves. Penn State has done it before Ole Miss, but I, I think Ole Miss now is comfortably sitting in that third slot in the SEC behind Georgia and Alabama. Penn State, comfortably in that third slot in the Big Ten behind uh, Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, this is, yeah, huge for for either program to try to get over that hump to continue to close that gap. Um, and now it's a sizable gap, I think, for both programs. But, yeah, for Ole Miss, this is a monumental opportunity, not only for just to get that 11th win that's never happened before ever, but to – continue to build the momentum as, as Austin alluded to with, with NIL and the portal and building a roster for a run to the college football playoff next year. I mean, you've got Jackson Dart, Quinshawn Judkins, Trey Harris, Jordan Watkins, Caden Priestcorn, Micah Pettis, Jared Ivey, JJ Pegues. Uh, I've probably left off a couple guys, but all of these returning starters coming back to play on a team that has a schedule that, that, that sets up very, very nicely. Two toughest opponents are at home, one in Georgia, free shot, you know, whatever. And then Oklahoma, in my opinion right now, with the shift on the coaching staff, the loss of the quarterback, I think Ole Miss is the better team and would be – I think will be favored at home against Oklahoma. So, what, the floor is 10-2 and two next season? Going into, going into SEC media days, I mean, easily the most hyped season ever in Ole Miss's – History, right? I bet they put the over under at nine and a half with 
Uh, that's what I would expect next football yeah. season. Nine and a half wins. May I? Don't, I just cannot see a ten and a half for somebody not no. named Alabama or Georgia. Right. Um, no. no, I agree. But I think nine and a half is is reasonable. Ole Miss plays at LSU. That's tough. That has nothing to do with the location, and more so to do with Without it's just Jayden that's Daniels. a good program. Yeah, they don't have Jaden Daniels, but they'll play Ole Miss tough, and oh, then yeah. It'll be and good. and Georgia at home. Really, you'd like to flip those, right? You'd like this schedule again and remove Alabama and add Oklahoma, and um, you go eleven and one because you just play Georgia on the road, get that out of the way, and then, even though I'm not saying writing it down as a for sure loss next year. But you know, you you get that loss out of the way on the road. Play LSU at home, beat them at home, go eleven and one, and you're probably what the fourth ranked team in the playoff and hosting the first mm-hmm. round. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, which would be super cool. Over, over under preseason ranking for Ole Miss, what six and a half, seven and a half? Okay, I was gonna say eight. Well, and hold half, on, but... let's see how we do. So wait, let let's talk about hypotheticals for Saturday. So let's say. Ole Miss wins by a touchdown. Where where are we ranked preseason? Probably Seven. nine. I think yeah, I, I'm with y'all. That's the same range, like sub sub ten, not quite top five, right? All right I let's don't say, think we get into the top five. Mm. Let's say we lose by a touchdown. Same spot, or you think we get bumped maybe twelve, thirteen, maybe eleven. Yeah. I don't know that we start lower than eleven. I, I cannot yeah. see that happening. I mean, I think uh, c- competing I think in a new year have... six with the hype around our, not so much the recruiting class, even though I thought it was great too, but the portal class hype is very real. Like everybody yeah. noticed that returning a quarterback and an all American running back and all American mm-hmm. receiver. I, I cannot, I cannot see a scenario where Ole Miss, I, I, I guess we could say 12 is right below 12. Uh, I, that's that would be so, hard for me to believe. We could even go through the teams in the country. I, I mean, okay. that's what I was going to do. So, right now, I would put Alabama, Texas, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Ohio State, probably Ohio State, yeah. and then Ole Miss. So, seven or eight range, in my opinion. Even if you put Florida State in front of Ole Miss, now you're at eight. Is there another team that y'all can yeah, think of? State, I mean, Penn State, if, if if they beat us and we don't look like right. we belong in the same field with them, yeah. then they're going to be yeah. a few spots ahead of us. You know? Yeah. yeah. And they're okay, not going to be us. Time. Yeah, drop Drew, us to nine. Because Drew yeah. Aller will be back. He's back, yeah. yeah. And the running backs will be back because they're young. Um I can't think of anybody else. Maybe Southern Cal. I mean, but I don't. They only think they know who their quarterback is next year. Who? Southern Cal. I, I would USC, not rank them ahead of us. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, that's what fine. I'm saying. I'm just thinking of name programs. Yeah, yeah I think right. I think SC is finding out tonight that they already have the quarterback. What yeah. does uh, What does Notre I mean, Dame have returning? Uh, dude, they're going to be ranked between nine and fifteen. I mean, Every they, year, they, they Tyler, exactly like obligatory top twenty. Tyler Buckner yeah. is going back to play lacrosse. Yeah, good. Uh, who did they pick up in the portal as a quarterback? Nobody yet, right? I thought they got mm-hmm. a guy. Oh, did they get Duke's? Uh, they did. 
Yeah, yeah, Raleigh Leonard, Leonard. That's right. Raleigh uh, Leonard. They'll, yeah. yeah, they'll be cute and put them. I mean, maybe Missouri at like 11, 10 range. I still think we're considering worst case scenario by putting all these teams certainly ahead of Ole Miss. Yeah. You know, I think this will be the um, first time in a couple of years Utah won't be up there. Let me ask okay. you this. Austin, you said one touchdown. What if Ole Miss wins by three touchdowns? Okay. Ooh, now you're, I Good. mean, now we're talking like, I think top six, six, top seven territory. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. So let's get into it because I, I've done a couple shows this week and I, I think with the opt outs from Penn State, key positions and key players, two of their best defensive players are out. I don't know. Is, is the, Olu Ashanu guy actually playing their All American left tackle. It's I weird. know he, he that was a up, weird announcement. Yeah, he he yeah because he 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 did the whole like declaring for the NFL said he was traveling but like is he going to play? He's been practicing apparently. So okay. it was I don't cryptic, know why, for sure. Yeah, I don't know why you would go to Atlanta practice and then not play. I mean, if you're risking injury, right? To practice, you know, you might as well play. So maybe he plays a quarter, like maybe he does a Tunsil Sugar Bowl thing. Could be, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, either way, like, it, it, especially if he doesn't play, I mean, then that's that's their anchor of the offensive line. But I don't know. For some reason, I feel, and sure, maybe this doesn't matter. But I, in this case, I kind of think it does. Um, Ole Miss just has a ton of momentum right now. With recruiting, with the portal, with just I mean, they've almost has been trending on Twitter, which seems like a month straight. I think the buy-in from the players, you know, just one opt-out. I think that that culture that Kiffin has been talking about all year and how everybody's on the same page, everybody's dialed in, there's leadership. I think the team wants that eleventh win. I think they want to make history and I think it's going to matter on Saturday. And, and yeah, I mean, I was thinking like a 31, 26 win, but like Ben said, are we going to be shocked if Ole Miss runs Penn state out of the building? Cause you look at their schedule. I mean, who did they really beat? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when they, when they stepped up in class, they struggled against Michigan against Ohio state, which I know, almost every other team in the country would struggle too. But there's a pretty wide gulf between Penn State and those two. I think Ben or Zach, you may have said it, I think, perfectly, which is I think the gap between Ole Miss, Bama, and Georgia is pretty comparable to the gap between Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. Um, yeah. Penn State's and defense Oregon's is going to be added healthy. to that equation. Yeah, yeah, and Washington too. Um, yeah. Now, their defense was pretty salty. So they were able to limit Ohio State quite a bit, but Ohio State was not dynamic offensively this year. No. Ohio State had no downfield no. passing attack. Um, and Michigan – That's with Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they Michigan weren't, If they weren't throwing it to 18, ball, they had nothing. Yeah. I think Michigan ran the ball 26 straight times against Penn State in the second half, something like that. Like, <laughs> literally just said, we're not throwing the ball, and turned around, handed the ball off successfully – 26 straight times so i don't know that we can do that like michigan could but i think we may be we may be the most dynamic offense that penn state has seen this year is that crazy i don't, I don't think so no, well, no. i, I now, don't think one thing that does... michigan's not dynamic like yeah like 
Michigan just said we're going to run Blake Corum and uh, Jesus, what's his name? The the kid from Detroit, the other running back they have that's a stud, Donovan Edwards. Donovan Edwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like they just said we're going to run it right at you, but also like, hey, it's because JJ McCarthy can't throw well. Um, yeah. And that, and everybody's going to find out pretty soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, they who who on the schedule that they that Penn State played has the firepower that Ole Miss has and the balance too. Where I struggle with this though is Penn State dominated everyone, but Ohio State, Michigan, they They didn't. They beat they beat the hell out of people. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. everyone. I mean, they beat Iowa what thirty-one to nothing. They beat for all we say about Iowa, they have a good defense, and Penn State wrecked them. 31, you know, so, so it's a weird comparison or it's two very comparable teams in, in their place in their conference and what they do. But, but Penn state to me, now their schedule is not as hard as Ole Miss's. I think at the beginning of the year, Ole Miss had like the hardest or second hardest schedule in the country and still went 10 yeah. and two. And I think in our preseason show, I said, guys, we could be better than we were in 21. When we went 10 and two and go eight and four. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that should still be considered a pretty good year. Well, Ole Miss still went ten and two, but won a lot of coin toss games. I mean that you you win, right? You, if you're a winner, you're a winner, you're gonna win. But um we did not blow teams out much this year. And yeah. it did we play that much better in competition? Yes, we have the LSU win at home. That's probably mm-hmm. better than anybody Penn State played other than probably Michigan. Maybe Ohio State. I'm not so sure LSU wouldn't have beat Ohio State though this year, and yeah. and so Ole Miss has that win. Are there any other wins on Ole Miss schedule that you can look at and say, I mean, maybe Texas A&M, and you say, hey, that win right there, that's something that Penn State wouldn't have done, right? I don't know that we have one, uh, and not to be a wet blanket, I just don't know that we yeah, have a well, win on our schedule that they wouldn't have also had. I do. Is there one? Probably uh, not. I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to play maybe, devil's advocate. I'm well. The only one I would consider would be A and M because on that day A and M had a horseshoe up its ass and played lights yeah. out. Dude, think, Max Johnson, if he threw one lob up that just happened <laughs> to get caught, he, he was threw playing, fifty. He was playing jackpot out there. <laughs> real, and he hit them all. Yeah, it looked like Steve Young. I just off his back foot. <laughs> Like yeah. lefty all day, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe that that day that A and M team just because of the talent beats Penn State. But my thing that I kept telling people all year that would gripe about the close wins, and we've talked about it on the show over and over about at some point it's not luck, it, it's it's not a coin flip, it's just a good team winning close games over and over, and good. Teams, it's the character of your program. It's the character of the yeah. program. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, that's a that's a trait. Like that, good teams find ways to win. Like that, you know. Period. And I think Kiffin coached Auburn for sure, Arkansas for sure. Um, there were games where he was very, very careful with how he called plays, how he approached drives, the 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 momentum shifts, the flows of games, um, because of the injury concerns. 
the the offensive line struggles, the health of Jackson Dart. Um, where, oh, you're coaching a season, not just one game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think now, like, I, that's what intrigues me about this game is I think this will be the first time that Ole Miss is going to be pretty much fully healthy because you've had the is, long the long layoff. Is Pettis playing? No. He had surgery. He's out. Um, but I mean, okay, outside, yeah, okay, outside of Pettis, like guys that can't. No, no, no. Just when you said that, I was like, is there something I missed? Uh, I didn't know. No, yeah, like guys who are available. Like, I mean, Dart will be as close to as healthy as he's been since the opener. Um, you know, Harris has, you know, been looking good since the the two lane injury. Um, you know, I I think that's going to play a factor. Um, just the long layoff, guys have been able to, to you know, get treatment, get healthy. You know, they're they're not you know, banging them in practice leading up to this game, you know, to the game. Um, and again, I don't know, man, I think Kiffin is pretty calculated with how he goes about his business. Uh, oh, I can't believe I forgot it, but the egg bowl was coached, you know, in a very particular way. Like, I think yeah. like Gray Hardison, our buddy at red cup, he, he always puts it, he always puts it perfectly where Kiffin is going to put guys in position to make plays to where there's a, very small chance of failing and he's always going to you know push the envelope just enough to where he's not risking a lot and in Arkansas Mississippi State and what was the other one I said um Auburn Ole Miss was the better team on that field all season and on that particular night and I think Kiffin knew he didn't have to you know Go to page nine in the playbook. Keep it simple. Move the chains. Get stops on defense and just get a win. So I think I anticipate letting it all hang out on Saturday. And I think they're going to be able to because they're going to be healthy and, you know, chance to win 11 games. So, that you know, like Ben said, coaching, coaching for a season, not a single game. Like this is where you can coach for a single game. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to care. And I think that's what, you know, potential for Ole Miss to go out there and, you know, get off, get off to a hot start like it did against LSU, jumping out 21-7. Penn State doesn't have the offense to come back like LSU did in that game. So if that happens, watch your ass, Penn State. Yeah, it's it's lights out if that happens. Because I, I, think, I, I think Drew Aller is going to throw an interception or two, and I think they're going to get after him and force some – some errant throws, some bad decisions. And yeah, Pete's, we talk about Kiffin all the time being in his bag and having stuff cooked up. I think Golding's going to be ready too. Yeah, I agree. Look, it, Penn State's recipe here is to to grind one out and, um, you know, play keep away a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, their skill players don't really scare me. You know, I think we played probably four or five teams with better skill talent than Penn State. Mm-hmm. No. They're really good in the trenches, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Their offensive line should be good and came into the season, I think, really highly regarded, but have not been great at run blocking this year. Not particularly good at, at pass blocking either. But they do have really talented running backs. And Aller has a, a pro arm, but he's not made great decisions for them this year. And again, he doesn't have skill guys really that can push it downfield. So, um, if we go up like 17-6, you know, 23-9 to nine or something, I think it's night-night time. Like, I, I don't think they get back in it. Now, mm-hmm. on the other hand, if they can play keep away and sort of grind it out in the first half, 
um, you know, stay within striking distance or even say they're up by a touchdown. I think they can make they can make life difficult for us given some matchups on our offensive line versus their defensive line. Um, but Zach, I, I I think your point about Dart is a is a good one. Man, I, I think some of us have forgotten what a healthy Dart looks like. The, the dude's been hurt since Arkansas. I mean, yeah, he got hurt in like, like the first for, quarter. Yeah, for a long time this season, and has gutted it out and and given us all he's got. Um. If he's healthy, and I, I think he is, I haven't heard anything. I, I suspect he's 100% or as close to it as he's been since. Even he if he's on. 90%, it's better yeah. than 60. I just think his legs give you something that Penn State hasn't really seen in the run game. Um, I think he's good enough downfield, and I think he's got a good enough rapport relationship with our skill talent, which, again, I think is better than Penn, Penn State's by a pretty wide margin. I think we're going to be able to move the ball um, – the, the number is interesting. This is a gambling pie. We haven't talked about it yet. It's what, four, four and a half right now? Yeah, it's at four and a half now, I believe, across the board. Yeah. The total feels low, y'all. 48? Yeah, because I do think yeah. even if it's, you know, relatively low scoring, like a 28, 23, I mean, that's still over. Yeah. But I also think Ole Miss I, could blow, mm-hmm. blow the doors off Penn State. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play around a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide Zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at bluffcityadvisory.com. It's that time of year where the weather outside can be frightful. And frightful weather can do real damage to your roof. 
If you're looking for peace of mind this holiday season, knowing that your roof is taken care of, contact Riverland Roofing. Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. They're a GAF Master Elite Contractor and can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. Don't worry about the roof over your head this holiday season. Contact Riverland Roofing today, 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Or visit riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. Riverland Roofing, for all your roofing needs and a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. I just, their defense is very good. They also, um, but part of that is they played Iowa and I'm not looking at their schedule. Yeah. They probably played like Rutgers. Like and, Delaware. Um, yeah. And whereas, you know, they wouldn't have had that in our league. That's not to say that they're still not a great team, but a lot of their elite players have, have uh, declared or they're opting out or whatever. I, yeah. I think it's probably a one-score game either way. I tend to agree that 48 is low, though. I mean, gosh, that's 27 to 21 final. Yeah, yeah. in a dome. In a dome. So, like, you know, no, in a dome. No weather. In, in a bowl game. Yeah. Like, we're hey, let's be honest. It's an exhibition. Right. I'm not saying that the players aren't going to play hard, but it's an exhibition. And do y'all remember like, what Kiffin did last year against Texas Tech on fourth down? We went for it on fucking like fourth, like from our own twelve or whatever. Like he's gonna do that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an. Don't get me wrong. I want us to win, and I think that Kiffin has a circle because we've we've really not played well in bowl games under him, other than the Indiana game, which was COVID in his first year. So, you know, we didn't play well against Baylor. I know Corral got hurt, but we weren't playing well when he got hurt, and then mm-hmm. we we certainly didn't play well last year. So I think he wants to make a statement and certainly wants to going into next year where it appears that we're gearing up to, and I'm hoping this is going to become a yearly thing. I hope this isn't like we just went all in, right? Nobody's indicated to me that we did that for 2024, but, um, you know, we, we've gone heavy on the portal lots of like investment into the team retaining everyone. I mean, think about this too. Like nobody's really talking about this. Of course, I guess they haven't quote unquote announced, but they also never even entered the portal. A lot of our elite players, but like think about just about every other team. I say just about 
a lot of like think of AM. They had a dozen guys enter the portal. Hell, we got their best player from the portal. And so it's interesting that, you know, we retained everyone too, or at least 99% of the team, all the, all the guys who play. So, yeah. um, but back to the game, I, I, long story short, I like to think that Ole Miss wins by seven to 10. I, and I also like to tell myself that Ole Miss is, is looking forward to the peach ball more than Penn state. I have no reason to believe that though. Like I, I don't know why why I would even consider because Penn State may be just as fired up about it as Ole Miss is. I have no idea. I mean, it's a storied program with a you know obviously a a poor past in some areas, but at the end of the day, it feels big when you play Penn State. They have a an iconic uniform. They have a yeah. you know I'm sure they're gonna have an enormous fan. I don't know the size of the school. I bet it's forty or fifty thousand people though. It's a I do. It's I going do. to be a great great event. I'm I'm excited to see what what the fan turnout is for Penn State because we we haven't mentioned this we will all be in attendance at the game so we we will all be um, enjoying libations beforehand um, and after well, I guess enduring too but um, yeah I'm I, sorry ninety thousand students Jesus <laughs> how many satellite campuses do they have they have forty seven thousand at university park okay so they have almost they have 42 ish thousand 43,000 not at um Jeez. yeah dude big place i knew it'd yeah, be big I, i'm really intrigued they to have see two how many law fans schools. show up two two are they even any good um i have no idea i i mean yeah, yeah. It's a C grant, a space grant, and only one of seven Sun Grant research schools. They have 60 Olympic medals, including 17 gold medals, 81 <laughs> national championships. A Sun Grant? Yeah. Yeah. It's like big I mean, big gay big gabe energy. This Enough is about a, the sun. Shut up about the sun. This is a historic opponent. I mean I, yeah. I'm not saying that they're Alabama, but like Joe Paterno was. I mean, we're talking about iconic stuff. I I get the path. Well, I get what happened with Sandusky and all that. It's still like a, you know, they, all that's terrible. I, that goes without saying. They're going to have a lot of fans there. I mean, they if I think let me tell you, dude. If we had ninety thousand students, eighty nine thousand eight hundred sixteen students, in, including satellite campuses, we would have a two hundred thousand person stadium. Like yeah. most of our history, we had what ten thousand students, mm-hmm. nine thousand students. Just now, we've when got we, twenty four thousand. All three of us were in undergrad. Ole Miss was the second smallest school in the SEC next to Vandy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it Ole Miss portrays it not portrays, but it appears to be a liberal arts college when you visit. Right, it's like small, mm-hmm. quaint. Yeah. The town small, quaint. A lot of like keep Oxford weird stuff good accounting school but besides that mm-hmm. most everything else has to do with writing journalism of, law school english a lot of, a lot of yeah. wilco stickers a lot of fish yeah. tie-dye yeah so anyway uh, rebels i think if Ole Miss wins it's seven to ten and or point win and jackson dart plays well Ole Miss, i think needs to win the turnover battle 
I am concerned about Penn State's front seven, particularly the front four, even with opt-outs. We're still banged up on the line. I know that the guys are going to be healthy, but we don't have like our best linemen, for example. Not saying that the current guys can't do it, but you know, that's a one thing that can and the only area of concern really for me is that I don't think that Penn State has the horses on offense. I think Austin may have literally just said, said this exactly, but I don't think they've got the horses on offense to run away from us. I, I, I don't see that happening. I think that if they beat us, like right. they could beat us 30 to 24 and it not feel that close. But but I don't know that they could beat us. Uh, I, I just, I don't see a scenario where they get in the 40s. Uh, I, I have they even done that this year? Maybe against like Delaware, but they don't. That doesn't seem to be their brand. It wasn't James Franklin's brand at Vandy. I mean, mm-hmm. the, and and he's playing right into the to the Penn State, you know, historic linebacker U uh, mentality. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. They're not built to run away from Ole Miss. Like I feel, I feel like for it to be a blowout, Ole Miss will have to play like dog shit and turn the ball over five times, like short field after short field, just not play well because Drew Aller's not built to light somebody up for you know three eighty five and four touchdowns, and that's just not the offense. So I don't know. Tom Allen got hired by Penn State. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. Defense coordinator's gone. Manny Diaz is gone. Child coordinator not playing. Gone. Yeah, OC's gone. Um, I, I know, like, uh, the the corner, King, traveled. Ashanu traveled. I, I saw an article. James Franklin said that, quote, they have a plan for those guys that are NFL first-round, second-round guys. Um, so, yeah, I, I do wonder how long they will play. Um but yeah, I mean, I, some of the national, you know, talking heads and people that have picked the game, I haven't seen anything crazy. Most of it is, you know, a three or four point win for Penn State. Like, just seems kind of like a, you know, sim to end type, you know, prediction. It hasn't been like a, well, Penn State's just flat out better. They'll dominate 41-20. Like, it hasn't been anything like that from what I've seen. So, I don't I, think that the Ole Miss that showed up against Mississippi State can show up at the Peach Bowl. No, no, no. Yeah, that that's that's not going to win. But the LSU, the A and M, um, for sure, Auburn. Yeah, those teams win this one. Like I think the LSU, Ole Miss team, boat races Penn State. The A and M, probably fourteen, seventeen point win. Auburn, probably a five to six point win. Um, yeah, I, I expect Ole Miss to win. I, I think, Ben, I think what you said, sure, we have no way of knowing if it's true, but I think just from the tea leaves and just kind of getting a feel for how things are in the media and stuff, I think it matters way more to Ole Miss than it does Penn State. Like, I, I feel like this is almost beneath Penn State to play in the Peach Bowl against Ole Miss. I will say, though, we – <laughs> We've kind of earned a spot at the table at this point. We talked yeah. about this earlier. I don't know if it was with y'all or if I was talking with other people, but I think we're the a top five or ten winningest program in the last three years in the country, yeah. like it, it, as far as power five goes. And that includes an eight and five season. 
I mean, Texas three years ago went five and seven. So, and they're, you know, in the playoff, that's notwithstanding. I just, I also think that nationally people don't perceive Ole Miss what they did seven or eight years ago. Like we've won so consistently over the last three or four years that they don't, like I see a lot of, well, Ole Miss is just the Penn State of the SEC. And I'm like, well, damn, that's a, I appreciate that. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, we have I a rival like that, yeah. Vanderbilt. <laughs> like, and look, don't don't underestimate Franklin, too. You know, he's familiar with Ole Miss. And oh, yeah, he knows. we got yeah. him a couple of years, you know, at, at, at Vandy. Look, 13, even if the Ole Miss uniform, even if the Ole Miss uniform is not, you know, particularly motivating for Penn State, that SEC patch on the uniform, I think, matters. And Lane Kiffin on the other sideline matters too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they will want this one. I think they're guys that, that are playing that are not opting out. Opting out. I think they're going to want it, man. I don't, we've seen, you know, a couple of guys decide that they're going to start their NFL prep early. I get that. And whatever. I don't begrudge kids from doing it at all. But they seem to be pretty bought in. Maybe not as completely bought in as Ole Miss is, but I think they're going to want to win. I think Franklin's going to want to beat Kiffin. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, I, everybody part wants of this, to beat Lane Kiffin. I think we're we're legitimate now, but that's that's the biggest thing that happened when Ole Miss hired Lane Kiffin is it legitimized the program. Now, I know yeah. Ole Miss hired him away from FAU, but like FAU is impossible to be made legit. But like Ole Miss, right. you hire Lane Kiffin, and then you consistently get improve, and now and now you start to sign players that other teams want like badly. Everybody would have taken Walter Nolan. There's not a team in the country that wouldn't have. Literally everyone would have. But Ole Miss got him. And so, or Umami Ellen, is that how you say it? Or Tyler Barron, or all those guys are elite, man. And and so I I think that we have, there's a different perception of us. I I, I agree with you, Zach, in that. and And I said this earlier, I think Ole Miss could be looking at this in a better light than Penn State or be more fired up about it. I have no way of knowing that, though. But I don't think that it's going to be – I don't think that Penn State views this game like they're playing Liberty either. Like, they know if they don't show up, they're going to get hit in the mouth and and punished. And so, uh, I – you know, I expect a good game. I mean, they've got too good of talent on defense, I think, for – I mean – I guess on this, but I just don't know that that's. I think a ten point win would. I'd be ecstatic with it, like thirty one twenty one. That'd be awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah. that would be. Oh, we, we'd be. You know, we'd be finding the. Kiss. We'd yes, be chef. finding. We'd be finding the most mediocre bar in Atlanta to. Can't to wait. Turn up in. Um. Are y'all staying Saturday night? Yes. Yeah, I am too. I don't know. I'm weighing options. Uh. Yeah. I wasn't. I am now. Though. That that aquarium, hitting hard, Austin. Yeah, and it it may just depend on how the game goes too. Like, if we win, I may feel like sticking around to party. If we lose, I will probably just want to get on the road. I left the TCU page ball at halftime. Not kidding. Yeah. I was I mean, back I... home before the state Orange Bowl kicked off, or like right as it was kicking off. I just, it's it's two nights away from the kids that are not going back to school until January second. So, 
that's uh that's what I'm doing. Um but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it was very clear last year in the Texas Bowl no one cared. And who can blame them? It's it's the Texas Bowl. But I think this year with how the season went 10 and 2 you know, twice in three years. I think Kiffin is comfortable now at Ole Miss. They're sure there's going to be noise and people are going to throw his name around. But I do think now he, he truly understands and sees that, yeah, it can be done here. The playoff is expanding. There's no need to leave. Like he's built everything on his own. And one thing we haven't really talked about, we talk about Lane Kiffin on 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 that sideline. Pete Golding being on that same sideline with him, I think, is another huge part of this game. Because I, I think outside of Alabama and Georgia, the plan for every game was was pretty damn good. And I think just the ability to put guys in position to make plays, put guys in position and, you know, passing downs, getting after the quarterback, picking your spots, being aggressive. It's been a masterclass. I mean, a top 25 SP plus defense in year one is pretty remarkable. And I don't think Pete Golding gets enough credit for that, but I'm excited to see how the defense handles the challenge of playing a Penn state. Like Ben said, like this is a top five college football program all time. Like this is a marquee brand. I mean, this is a huge, huge opportunity for not only guys just individually to play well in a humongous game and try to win 11 games, but it's also a humongous opportunity for the program for Lane Kiffin for guys coming back next year. I mean, this is, uh, I can't think of a bigger game for Ole Miss in the almost 36 years I've been on this earth. So outside of the 03 LSU game. Before we shut it down to your point, Zach, it is, or Penn State is a top five or 10 program of all time. Certainly, like I said, iconic uniform. They've all, they're always seem to be, you know, on college game day or something about or playing in big games. Mm-hmm. But it, historically, that's true. I don't know how much bigger or better of a program they are than Ole Miss right now. I, I feel like this goes to our point earlier. I feel like the school or the programs are, are very similar to one another, third in their league, but the first two are far ahead, but trying to catch them. And, um, you know, have similar uh, win totals over the past three years. It's a fun matchup. Like, I cannot stand James Franklin as a person, uh, but he's a good football coach. And um, I'm sure they'd say the same thing about Lane Kiffin. So, it'll be fun. I mean, polar opposites, but similar results uh, in terms of wins and losses for the programs. It's going to be a good time. I can't wait, frankly. I mean, I I didn't I went to the Sugar Bowl in 21, but I didn't have a lot of fun. We got all the stuff stolen out of our hotel room, all that kind of thing. So this this time we're staying at the freaking Ritz Carlton to prevent that. So there you have it. 
What um so I guess final score predictions. What do we got? Give me 28-27 Rebs. One pointer. Um let's go uh 34-23 Rebs. Okay. Be optimistic here. That's an ass with it. Yeah. 34 23s don't feel good, boys. Let me just tell y'all. <laughs> I'm going to y'all say... in the battery. Oh, God. <laughs> Last time I was uh, at the battery, I was uh, I was there for the. Oh, what was it? Oh, the Under Armour next camp that was at Carrollton. I went and met a buddy from college for dinner and drinks and um it's me and him and his girlfriend and they were wanting to go to this bar that was you know a good 30 minute walk but he was like hey they got some bird scooters over here let's hop on a bird and i had never been on a bird scooter or lime scooter or whatever they are dude we're just flying down the greenway or whatever the walking path is and then i'm just enjoying the 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 ride and then all of a sudden um my buddy yells out he says hey turn right here and his girlfriend (laughs) like right in front of me goes to turn and dude i just freaking t-boned her on a scooter and dude just full yard sale and dude i felt like the biggest asshole but luckily she was fine um we all had we all had a good laugh but i was like yeah that's 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 my one time on a bird i'm never doing that again (laughs) <laughs> um yeah I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 43-26 Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss pours it on late. I just don't think Penn State can hold up. The portal's got me time. the portal's got me feeling myself. I, I feel like there's yeah. just so much momentum around Ole Miss right now to where like what can go wrong? Like are you gonna bet against Lane Kiffin right now? Either way, it's an exhibition game. While I want Ole Miss to win, it really doesn't affect anything with next year other than maybe a couple of ranking spots that aren't going to matter after the seventh or eighth week. And I'm just fired up that it's easily – it's easy to get to Atlanta and it's inside. If you're not going to play in Florida, play inside and the stadium's going to be awesome. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the only negative is the traffic. That's it. Yeah, God. That's it. I mean, dropping the not, kids. But off. I'm flying there. I'm not driving. Dropping the kids. Whoa, subtle. Um, no, no. We have a direct flight from here, joke, so jokes on you. Yeah. You got to go to that airport. But um, true, true. With everybody uh, yeah. else in the world. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna try to get out the door early to drop the kids off Friday morning before we head down. Because, dude, the traffic. It's like the Truman Show, dude. Like, I have this theory about Cracker Barrel that Cracker Barrel is like the Truman Show. Like, they, they have hired actors to make it look crowded at all times. Like, have you ever seen a Cracker Barrel parking lot that's not crowded? Um, yep. I feel like Atlanta just has people hired to just drive on the highway and just do circles all day and all night because it does not matter what time of day or night you drive through there. It sucks. Um, I don't know but, where they all live. Uh, I just to be honest. I, I don't, it's it's so. Terrible, you drive through somewhere but, at, like Atlanta, you're like, man, I can't believe we don't suck up all the oil in the world in one in one day. It's yeah, like, just one where all these people week. buy gas. Yeah. 
I will say this. I do enjoy the early kick because you can go one of two ways with it. Ole Miss wins and you just, you know, you, you, you get, you get weird all afternoon and all night and have fun. And if Ole Miss loses, you're probably over it by five, six o'clock, seven o'clock. And then, you know, go to dinner or something, get up and leave the next day. Whereas like the buildup for a night game, and then if it goes poorly, you just have to just stew in it and you just go to sleep. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm off base there, but I like the early No. Game. Yeah, it's not I don't hate it at all. It's gonna be a good um, time. Yeah, so we'll all be down there. Um I I would love to confirm if Nick will be there. Um he is not on the show to confirm it, so who knows? Um, but he has told us that he will be down there, so We'll uh we'll all be down there, enjoying, uh, quote enjoying Atlanta. I don't particularly enjoy Atlanta. It's fine, but um, we'll be around if you uh if you see us in a bar or at the stadium, come say what's up. Um, but that is going to do it for uh for hit that line postseason edition. I guess we all got Ole Miss. You know, t- take the money line. I guess with all of our picks. Um. And then I guess take the over. Do we all take the over as well? Yeah. I love the over. I love it. Yeah. Again, perfect conditions. Offenses yeah. have had a month to get ready for this one. I, yep. I just, 48 is low. 48 would have been low even in like a game with maybe tricky weather or cold or natural turf or whatever. 48 is just a low college number yeah. in general. And I, I know Penn State's defense has been yeah, dude. pretty good. Their offense Virginia, is not. But. Virginia Tech said, hold my beer today with terrible weather. Yeah, but yeah. like, their defense has been good, but how many games do we play under 48? Yeah. Yeah. Arkansas, Alabama, State. Yeah, That's exactly. it. Yeah. And look, I'm sorry, State Vanderbilt, but Astros. that's because Vanderbilt didn't score. They scored seven. But <laughs> yeah. Well, Giant they Astros ULM. Yeah. You know, Dart yeah. was not healthy. Um, I just think with a healthy Jackson Dart and a healthy almost offense, I don't know how we don't get into the high 20s, if not low 30s. So you're not asking for much at a Penn State at that point. I'm sure nobody's still listening by now because we've kind of closed it down. But that, we should have said this earlier. An unhealthy Jackson Dart is an inaccurate Jackson Dart, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, it affected his accuracy at, like, Auburn, yeah. for example. Even though he ended up playing great by the end of the game in the first half, I mean, he was just erratic. And so yeah. he'll be more accurate yeah, Saturday. It, I've got no, no doubt. Yeah, it doesn't matter which ankle because whether it's the lead leg or the trail leg, like you can't you can't push off. You, you don't have you know. I, I feel like the lead leg helps with accuracy, so you're inaccurate. There's not enough zip. Um, I'm not yeah, so I mean, sure he went banged up in the upper body too. I I, I think there was yeah, a lot of bumps and bruises. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the I, shoulder or something late in the season it looked like he didn't exactly trust it. Maybe. You know, a little yeah. tender. I have no inside info or anything like that. Me I'm just, either. You know, watching throws downfield late in the season looked like he was struggling. It didn't look like LSU Jackson Dart. That's right. Right. Yep. And I think the health will be will be paramount for his ability to utilize the run game to give Penn State fits because I do think he can he can definitely use his legs to pick up first downs and extend drives and all that. So, um. 
All right, that'll do it. Um, as always, podcast brought to you by Homefield Apparel. Go to Homefield Apparel, check out the Ole Miss collection. When you do, use promo code TOC23, 15% off your first purchase. Also, podcast brought to you by College Corner. Go check them out online, collegecornerstore.com. Go to the store in Oxford on Sisk Avenue. Scoop you up some swag. They got Peach Bowl stuff. They got Realtree. They got Ole Miss gear. Go get you uh, some stuff before you head down to Atlanta. If you're going online, use Peach23, 10% off for uh, any purchase. Uh, We appreciate those folks for sponsoring the show. And uh, we will uh, will do a debrief next week. We'll get ready for the offseason. And then uh, we'll try to to talk offline and um, figure out something for basketball um, because basketball is fun right now. So um, we appreciate everybody tuning in all year. it's been a hell of a ride. I, I I meant to ask this in the beginning of the show, but I'll ask it now. Is 91-72-1 and one against the spread any good? Pretty damn good. Yeah. Better than I did in real life. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Better uh better than the guy I saw at the bar tonight that put two grand on Louisville. So um <laughs> anyway, but that'll do it. Put a bow on Hit That Line 2023. We'll be back in 2024 to recap everything. So for Austin over there, for Ben, I'm Zach, and for Nick as well, even though he's not here, he, uh, he uh, I, I guess, officially won this year's Pick'em, going 24-17, and 17, edging out Ben, who just a brutal draw, a brutal push, 23-17-1, and one. Austin 22-19, and 19, and then I was 21-20. and 20. Um, so hell of a year for the boys. Um, but, uh, until next week, stay safe, heading over to uh, Atlanta, enjoy the game. And like I said, if you see us come say, what's up, we'll get a beer, but, uh, until, uh, until next time we out.